Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do a live on a Tuesday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, awaiting Coach Stefanski here any minute at the podium, and he'll have a lot to talk about because we have an injury report for the practice today, and included on that injury report are notable, notable players, and with uh, notable with a big end. Joel Batonio not practicing today with a bicep, and Miles Garrett not practicing today with a neck Z. Well, those are two of your first-team All-Pros, two of your Pro Bowlers from a year ago, and two of your best players on their respective side of the ball. Miles, as dominant as anybody. And remember, compounding the Miles Garrett issue is the fact that you don't have Jadevian Clowney. That's right. And not only do you not have Jadevian Clowney, you don't have Chase Winovich. And so you are a defense now at that position that could, in theory, be going into this game with just Alex Wright, Isaiah Thomas, and then you would obviously uh, bring up Isaac Rochelle from the practice squad, but that would be, you might have three defensive ends in this game, period. Um, Hopefully Miles will be able to get through whatever this neck injury is and be able to play for the Browns. He obviously is critical. All right, let's see if we get some answers. Here's Coach. And at our place. Uh, so I know the guys are very excited about the challenge. And it is a challenge playing Thursday night. You're coming off of Sundays, uh, so your body's not going to feel perfect. It's the same thing that our opponent's feeling. So these guys are pushing to Thursday. Uh, have a great opponent, a division opponent, uh, an opponent we know really well. They're well coached. They have players really at all spots on the offense, defense, special teams. Um, so we're going to have our work cut out for us. Got to really use these days of preparation. Uh, you know, uh, mentally, physically, get ready to go uh, Thursday night. And with that, I'll take any questions. The, uh, the, the players on, on defense keep talking about, you know, we've got to fix these communication issues, especially in the, in the secondary. You know, how important is it to fix them? How do you fix them? And then what's the challenge on a short week of addressing whatever needs to be fixed? Yeah, I mean, to your point, Jake, you do have to fix issues that can be big plays and can go against you. So. That's uh, been something that we have uh, have addressed, we'll continue to address, we'll continue to work at practice, those type of things, uh, and really make sure that they don't happen again. Because when they do, it's as we've talked about, ad nauseum, um, it can hurt you. Is it a difficult fix, Kevin? Or is it verbal, hand signals, or, or what is the key? Is yeah, I mean, bottom line, Jeff, when you're playing defense, and we've played really good defense, uh, at moments this year, uh, at a lot of moments last season, so uh, with a lot of the same players that we're talking about. So um, it's just about being about your business, doing our job, our coaches putting our players in position. It, it's really a collective effort. Is there any issue with the calls being too complicated, Kevin, or too much adjustment um, right before the snap? Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too far into it. Uh, I think our players have been very accountable. Our coaches have been very accountable. Uh, I've said it before. I'll, I'll say it again. We we share in all, all the good stuff. We, we share in all, all the bad stuff. 
that in some of these lapses that the youth is showing up. So I, I, I'm just wondering when you talk about them having to grow up fast, like what can you as coaches do to kind of help that process along? Yeah, I think that's every roster. Uh, you're counting on young players. And uh, I think we've had a ton of guys play really, really good fo football for us from game one. Sometimes you have rookies that maybe don't play for the first six, seven, eight games, and then they're, they're in there. And, and we've had guys that, to their credit, have been in there from the jump. So uh, it's just a, a maturation process for all young players, and I think the guys are doing a nice job. Steelers game. Uh, so, what have you uh, seen from Mitch Trubisky when you watch him prepare to face him? Yeah, he's a really good quarterback, and, and I saw him a lot when I was in Minnesota and he was in Chicago. He's very, very athletic. I mean, he can really move around, make plays with his feet. He can take off and run, and he can throw while scrambling. Uh, so, I think they do a nice job of utilizing his athleticism. Uh, they have skill players really all over the field, uh, outside, inside, uh, that can hurt you. Said that. In hindsight, he wishes he had gone down. Amari said he wished he had recovered the onside kick and should have, should have done a better job in that. What does it mean to have kind of your leaders on the team step forward, be accountable, all those kinds of things after a tough loss? Yeah, I mean, we have a very, very accountable group. Uh, having said that, I've addressed those things that put it on me, um, those type of things. So uh, the, the players don't hide from it. I don't hide from it. Uh, for us, the focus really goes to Thursday night. In the locker room, assume everything's back to normal yes. with him. He'll be uh, on the field today and yes. possibly active. Exactly. Yes. Good for Thursday. We'll see. Yeah. You know, again, I mentioned it before. These Thursday night games, it's, it's sometimes it's hard for guys to make it. We'll take every hour uh, as they come. Had a shoulder harness on. He said it's from a weightlifting incident or whatever. Is he is he okay physically? Yes. Mm -hmm. Conklin. Anything new on him? We'll see. We'll see. Get the words right out of my mouth, Tony. Kevin, with, <laughs> with, with, with Clowney out now, Winovich going on IR, um, how much confidence do you have on in Alex Wright and his ability to step in there? You know, similar to what we were talking about earlier with Ashley, these are young players that we're asking a lot of them uh, right away, and, and Alex in particular really has responded. He, he's made plays uh, in these games. He's got his hands on balls. He's uh, very active. So... Uh, young player, he's going to make his mistakes like you'd expect, but um, really think highly of, of the young man. There are basically four edge rushers out there on the front. What, what are you hoping to accomplish when you have four guys like that on your front four? Yeah, I think for us, you know, it goes back to versatility and having guys that have some inside-outside flex uh, allows you to do those type of things in obvious passing situations. Uh, so it's really... You have to look at the roster week in and week out and see what's available to you, and, and sometimes those are options for us. If you guys put um, Chase and Jesse on IR, are those season-ending injuries? Uh, I don't know yet. And a guy like Jadavian, do you think that the ankle something that he's going to miss extended time? It, he'll miss this one. Um, and then, obviously, you get extra time on the back end, so I, I can't speak to after this one. I'm not sure. Uh, he's a really, really good football player. Uh, has corner skills, uh, playing corner earlier in his career where he can match receivers. Uh, he's got unbelievable ball skills, unbelievable instincts. Uh, he's playing safety as at high as high a level as anybody in the game, in my opinion. Uh, just a really, really good football player. Coach, how are you feeling about the vertical passing game? you feel like it's a work in progress still? Do you think that there's opportunities that you guys can 
can take a little bit more often, especially off the, off the play action? Yeah, I think each game calls for a different game plan. There, there's some defenses that are going to give you opportunities, some uh, that you're going to have to wait and be patient for those opportunities, but everything's a work in progress. We, we need to always consider all aspects of what we're doing is, is we, we have to work at it, and it's uh, it's no different than the run, the pass, the run defense, the pass defense. We're constantly trying to get better. To tweak this offense and kind of really work it around Jacoby, um, on the positive side from Sunday, the offense seemed to really find its stride there. So do you come away from that game at least feeling good about that and with something that you can build on and maybe carry forward as a blueprint? Yeah, I think in all results, uh, you're, you're trying to, to learn. Uh, you know, you'd love to learn after wins, but you got to learn after losses as well and, and find out what you do well and, and continue to do those type of things and protect those type of things, uh, meaning uh, – you know, find out what you're good at and then protect it with different schemes and then find out some things that you're struggling at and figure out whether you can fix it or whether you need to move on. Because I've said it before, there's there's plenty of offense, there's plenty of defense. We just got to do what we do well. And Jadavian, uh, good one-two thing going on. Um, so with Jadavian out and assuming Miles is going to play, what kind of trickle-down effect does it have on Miles when Jadavian's not in there? Yeah, you know, Mary Kay, we talked a lot about you know, that player opposite Miles often gets, you know, a little bit less attention. Um, and then with Jadavion, he's another guy that teams pay attention to. He's, he's very disruptive. Uh, he does a great job in the run game, very long, uh, gets great effort sacks uh, and effort pressures. Uh, so we, we need everybody, whenever somebody's out, you just got to step up. And who's ever next man up, we just need the best version of that person. Not going to ask them to play uh, like JD, for instance. Turn the page quickly, especially because of the Thursday night game. Um, but will you be like looking for signs to see if the loss is lingering at all with your players? Yeah, I, I think that's why yesterday was so important, Scott. Uh, I think you spend time uh, talking about it, and then you spend all of your time getting ready for Thursday night. And it's uh, there's only so many hours, so you can't. You really have to use those hours to get your mind and body ready for Thursday night, uh, because really anything in the past. Uh, is in the past. Quick transition that it is a division opponent. I mean, you're quite familiar with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think it, it's, you know, it helps us, helps them. Uh, so I, I think it's not an advantage to either of us, if, if you will. Uh, so very familiar with uh, their scheme, uh, but they have new players. We have new players. Uh, so they're doing different things on offense, defense, special teams, as you'd expect we are as well. Coordinator for them. What changes have you noticed out of out of them from what you know maybe previous yeah ta's are a very very good coach again went against him when he was in detroit uh, he's a he's a very aggressive coach i think you you see uh you see fingerprints of of what they've done in the past obviously because they've played good defense you see coach austin you see coach flores you see different things from each one of those guys uh, in this defense Obviously, it's the same for both teams, but your training staff or nutrition staff or whatever, who really gets credit like behind the scenes for, for getting Nick Chubb, especially since he gets a lot of hits on Yeah, I think to your point, Jeff, I think it uh, you know, it takes a village to, to get these guys to Sunday and then in this case Thursday. And I think 
uh, we have some unbelievable resources here when it comes to nutrition and strength and conditioning and the recovery room and and we want these guys to take advantage of every single one of these resources because uh, you know I've told I told them yesterday and I'll say it again to these Thursday games these guys are warriors what they put their body through to make it to Thursday uh, is very impressive to me. Different about Winfrey since he came back. No. Yeah. Key question, I guess. I know you talked about Alex Wright, but Isaiah Thomas too. I mean, he's gone through. He's obviously missing time when his daughter was born, and then the hand has been some of the biggest adversity he said he's faced. Just how have you guys seen him come along? Yeah, it's done a, a nice job for us, Ashley. I, I think back to when we got him, we did a lot of work on him, uh, the player, and the person, and, and he's a very squared away, works very hard, diligent about what he does. Uh, so if if there's more opportunities for him, uh, we trust him. How do you feel about TJ Watt? Yeah, I mean he's a great player, uh, Tony. Um, I have a ton of respect for him. Uh, just he has finds ways to impact the game. Um, so uh, you know, obviously uh, hoping he gets better, but he, he's a great player. TJ's been around forever. It seems like. Uh, What's made, what, what keeps him so good? What do you see that, you know, even in year 12 that, you know, makes him such an Yeah, he's a great schematic fit for what they do. He's so strong. Uh, I mean, he, he's a mismatch really anywhere you play him along the line. He's just so strong, such a big, powerful uh, player. Um, and, and he plays with great effort. I think that's the thing that also shows up on tape is uh, he, he really plays throughout the whistle uh, down in and down out. They've struggled a little bit offensively. Uh, you're talking about Trubisky being athletic, making plays with his feet. It seems like they have some pretty good talent at the receiving core, uh, the potential that, that, that they bring through the passing game with their whole unit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an impressive group. Think about the guys that they have on the outside that can beat you with speed and size. They have guys that can win on the inside with speed and savviness. So uh, they really have multiple uh, ways to beat you with their weapons and, and how they can align them. Uh, so w we have to be ready. We have to be ready for what I think is a really potent attack. Good. Just about Mika. Last one. Yeah, just about Mika and how he changes the game, uh, game planning for you guys uh, this week. Yeah, I talked about him earlier. Uh, great player. Uh, can show up anywhere on the screen when you're watching tape. He's uh, he's somebody that you got to pay attention to and, and know where 39 is at all times. Thanks, guys. Coach Stefanski, and in fact, some of the stuff that needs unpacking happened uh, or we become aware of it before Coach Stefanski reached the podium, uh, and that is the injury report with Joel Batonio and Miles Garrett. We will get into that. Uh, short week with the Steelers, that's not helping either. Lots to get to, and we're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official printer partner of the Cleveland Browns. While you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM because we tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com as we sort of officially start the show. Coach Stefanski with the presser, the official start of the program there. And and big news, uh, Joel Batonio on the injury report with a bicep. He will not practice today. Miles Garrett on the injury report with a neck. 
He will not practice today either. This is an instance where we talked yesterday, how about a short week does you good because you can flush the bad quickly and refocus on Pittsburgh. This is where the short week does you bad because now the time is a ticking, my friend. The time is ticking. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of confidence around Joel Batonio. I think that, as you heard from Kevin Fancy, we're not sure about Miles Garrett and his availability. And that, again, is big because you would be left with Alex Wright, Isaiah Thomas, an elevation of Isaac Rochelle, who's probably just going to get signed straight up to the active roster uh, with Chase Winovich going on IR. You're probably going to get Miller Forrest all signed to the active roster as well, would be my guess, to replace uh, Jesse James as they both go on to injured reserve, which will open up some spots on the squad. But this is a, a dire situation. Miles Garrett, Jadevian Clowney have been dominant. You know you don't have Clowney. Garrett is, you know, the best player on your defense. And now you'll have Alex Wright, Isaiah Thomas, two rookies, Isaac Rochelle, a veteran who's been around, better against the run than he is against the pass. But we really won't have anybody that is established as being able to disrupt a quarterback consistently. And in the last game, in fact, once Clowney went out, Thomas and Wright failed to generate a single quarterback pressure on about yeah. 24 combined pass rushing snaps, whereas Winovich had three in his snaps but he's out now he's out too so yeah. this is this is a tall task this is a game that you know the good news is they don't have a great offensive line they don't have a great offense they don't mm. have a great running game while they do have an excellent running back in Najee Harris they're still on the season averaging three yards a carry Najee Harris for the year is averaging 2.9 yards a carry for their passing offense they're averaging 4.8 yards uh, at a completion which is crazy um an attempt I'm sorry it's a when you look at them, they are not a good offense. 172 no. yards passing uh, per game, 83 rushing per game. They're the number 30 overall offense, 255.5 per game, only 4.3 yards a play. They're one of the worst. I mean, this is one of the worst offenses in the league. That's what it looks like when you watch them on a Sunday. And I know they've conflicted with us, so you haven't had a chance to see them play a lot. But well, they were second screen for me week one. Yep. And they were. You saw them quite a bit in the red zone on on Sunday. It's. Quite a bit of ineptitude. Here's what I've watched, yep. and and I did watch. I've watched uh, some of their game against the Patriots. Now, I think they are misusing Chase Claypool with the idea that he's a a slot receiver that you're trying yep. to throw the ball to in short areas and run jet sweeps. He's run six jet sweeps already. He is averaging six yards a carry, six for thirty six. He has eight catches for forty four yards on the season. That's mm-hmm. five point five yards a reception. Mm-hmm. That's like a running back. Deontay Johnson is a guy that you would think you would put in the slot because you give him his free releases. He's so shifty. He's playing exclusively outside. Now, he leads the team, as he did last year, in targets, catches, and yards. In fact, he has more targets, receptions, and yards than all the other wide receivers combined. And we've heard so much about Claypool. We've heard about George Pickens. But I think it's insane that when they're three receiver sets, they're not having Pickens and Claypool. Claypool's 6'4". Pickens is 6'3". On the outside, Deontay on the inside, you can throw verticals to those guys, jump balls if you get them on one-on-one against yeah. a cover three team like us. They're not doing that. Fryermuth is very good, but their line is not great. And their quarterback's not great. I mean, he, no. he, he is not great. This is a team that the Browns' defense should be successful against. And, and so far, you know, whether it be, you know, due to communication errors or breakdown, whatever the case may be, we have not been the defense where we are supposed to be and that we have the talent to be. Miles is one of a handful of players on the defensive side of the ball where there, I know coach said next man up and I understand that's a mentality. There is no next man. Um, it's, this is, it's him. It's Donald. It's TJ Watt. By the way, he's not going to play in this game either. Uh, there's a handful of guys in the league, non quarterbacks that when they're down, there's no replacement. Miles is at the top of the list. If he is out, 
and if Clowney is out, it would be similar to if Pittsburgh was without Watt and also Hayward. Hayward is going to play in this game as of now. Uh, and I have no reason to believe that he won't. Watt will not play in the game. So, Miles, with Clowney out, it really stacks without Miles. And you have to wonder if if that is the case, do you have to go to a situation? I mean, you're going to have to create pressure, so you're going to have to blitz more because you're not going to be able to get home. But the way that we're able to play with Miles, it's going to have to be thrown out the window a little bit in a short week because you're going to have to generate pressure from the linebackers, the safeties. You're going to have to. You're going to have to find ways to get after him. And your guys on the inside, Jordan Elliott, Taven Bryan, you know, those guys, Perion Winfrey, he's back. Tommy Togiai, who had a sack in, in week one, those guys are half a sack. Those are the guys that are going to have to step up for you and make plays. Bottom line, that that's who you need to be able to do this for you. And, and so we're going to have to see it. We're going to have to see a collective defensive effort step up and play the way you want. Now, look. We still have until Thursday night, and hopefully Miles Garrett is ready to go by then. But in the event that he is not, you're exactly right. This team needs to step up immediately. Yeah, and the, I think the plan would change too without him because you you know when you have him, it's just it's very very different. Um, we went over some of the other issues in terms of of guys out. Uh, Coach Stefanski would not commit, obviously, to Miles, to Joel, or to Jack Conklin. You kind of went through all of that. Winovich heading on to IR, so he's down four games. Uh, that's notable because he was proven, and he yes. and he was somebody else who actually generated pressure in the game. So this is an, a great example of the short week, in, in the case of Miles, potentially, really being damaging for you uh, with Pittsburgh coming in here. So that your, your game plan now – if you know, if you assume that it was known yesterday at practice that Miles, or as the walkthrough that Miles, what Miles's condition was, I don't know when this thing happened because there was nothing post game that we saw. He never mentioned anything post game. He didn't speak yesterday. I don't know. Could just so be who knows? woke up with it. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? We don't, we don't know. We don't know. There's no but, scores. But no, no, no. But what what we do know is that you have today and tomorrow to come up with a way to create pressure on Mitch Trubisky and. You mentioned how limited they are in the pass game. Joe Flacco is too. If you let somebody stand there forever, this is the National Football League. They'll, they will pick you apart, yeah. and they certainly can throw the football on air. I mean, that's that's the way that it goes. Yeah. Um, one thing to kind of keep in mind, this is kind of like a little bit of a similar you know, look at it, is you're talking about a team in the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, They have their two guys, right? Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt. The game that T.J. Watt played week one, Alex Highsmith had three sacks in that game. In the game that they did not have T.J. Watt, and they they uh, go on and lose to the New England Patriots 17-14, to 14, Alex Highsmith did not have a sack in that game. So having that other guy can be obviously very, very helpful for everybody on a defense, and that's something to keep an eye on in this game. Who is going to step up for us? Highsmith, when he's getting one-on-ones, three sacks week one. Highsmith, which is very productive, and he's a guy that they really like. They feel like they found yeah. that guy opposite T.J. Watt, but then without him, he struggled to generate the pressure, and so that's something that the Browns are going to deal with this week in the event that there is no Miles Garrett, and we already know there will, won't be a Jadevian Clowney. All right, last night we had the stagger start Monday night football. Yes. What did you make of it? I loved it. Me too. I loved it starting that early. Like at 7.15, it was fantastic. Uh, the Bills are the best team in the NFL. As, yep. As we, I don't think it's particularly close. Many people in. thought yeah. that they were the Everybody's best team in the NFL. It. Yeah. And they, and they, they nailed it. They, they did it. that without Gabe Davis. They look phenomenal. Um, 
I think Tennessee's also cooked. Well, we and we had that. We, we did have. Yeah, we had yeah. that one as well. They're totally. If I'm them, and this is what I would be looking to do right now, is set. I and this is I don't. We're playing them this week, so this doesn't impact us right now. But honestly, like if Pittsburgh feels like they've got a chance this year, if I'm uh, send Ryan Tannehill to Pittsburgh for yeah whatever, let him be their quarterback. Mitch isn't the answer. Trubisky, uh, and then you've got Pickett's get a, a year to sit behind a guy who would be a really good veteran to learn from. Mm-hmm. And just play the kid, play Malik Willis. Like they're play the kid. I'm with you. They they are there. They're it's play enough. The, yep, it's play the kid time. It's done. They're garbage. They're, yeah, they really are. It's done. They had a window. They so accomplished worse. a lot in a window. They got to an AFC Championship game. They were the one seed a year ago. Life comes at you fast. I, I'm with you on that. I mean, you, I as you're saying that, I was thinking of any other team that feels like it's a quarterback. Like you think about that, maybe with the Saints, Winston threw three picks. Well, he's got four Sunday. Doesn't he have four broken bones in his back? I don't know. Again, that could even add to it. But that um, would be a team. That's a good one. That's another one where you put him in there. They have everything else. They just need competent quarterback play. And he'd be fine in that offense. He'd be fine in that offense with, with all of those weapons. He's so, actually been very good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, right. He's won two times every time he's lost with the Titans, mm-hmm. which is no, incredible. No, it, it, it was crazy because even when they acquired him, I think people didn't realize how good he was in Miami. Yeah, um, true. But he's been good. He's a, but, yes, it's play the kid time for them. They're, they're absolutely cooked. Um, the Bills, it's, it's amazing how ready-made they are and how they've come out. Yep. I wonder what – because a lot of the guys, they were like the consensus pick to win the Super Bowl for the guys that do the camp visits. They must have looked this way in camp because the heartbreak of their loss was real. Now, they weren't even in the AFC Championship game. They left Pat Mahomes 15, 13 seconds, yeah. and he beat him. Um, but they must have come back gangbusters to start this season. It must have showed in camp because they are unbelievable, overwhelming to yeah. watch them play. Fun to watch. And I like that all blue they wear. Yeah. I like they're wearing all blue, all white. The white and the blue, like the it's, whole thing just the red is strong. Yeah. It's, it's Kayla's good... like, that's a good-looking uniform. I'm like, yeah. By the way, Josh Allen's ridiculous. Yes, he Stephon is. Diggs is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just good. They are yep. a good football team, period. Yeah, the the best teams, the nothing has changed. The best teams are in the AFC. They are the the three. I think it is it is that Bills team. It's the Chiefs, and then it's the Chargers, Chargers. and then the Dolphins. I think we'll see. I mean, they they serve notice. They get the Bills this week, so we'll see what they look like there. They're a step back though. Did the events of the late game shift your opinion on who might be the best team in the NFC? Because it made me think. I at least contemplated. I think it's fine to say Tampa Bay still, but there's just some when you watch Tampa Bay, it just something isn't there right now. It's a long season, but they don't. I don't no, know. It no, just it, feels it a little old off. and tired. Yeah. Uh, Whereas no, this mean, Philly team, I had Philly going to the Super Bowl. You did. Yes, you did. Um, I had him going. I'm not sure where you had I him had winning him, their division. Winning the you division. You had Sirianni yeah. as coach of the year. You were yeah. you were all in. Your NFC Championship game was Green Bay Tampa Bay. Green Bay Tampa Bay. Okay. So the only question with Philly. We saw them here firsthand. They were damn impressive. The only question you would have is, can Jalen Hurts consistently deliver? And I think it's a fair question. from the pocket. And it is. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to be answered until you get to the postseason. Agreed. But right but now, wow. it looks pretty good. I mean, that was a dismantling. <clears throat> that is a guy 
All right, let's talk about this. Look oh, my God, the this. specs. Would you look Jeez. at this? He's got a nice loafer on right there. It looks it's like a, a Ferragamo oh loafer. Oh, my gosh. It begins in a vowel. The, the I mean, shades. Gorgeous. I mean, the shades His are future so bright. Indoors, a nice gold, an aviator with a bronzed-looking oh lens. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Just tripping. My Unbelievable. goodness. Um, wow. No, Hurts was sensational. Their defense is sensational. Their offense. He dressed like Jalen Hurts played. He did. He was near That's perfect. For the for the people out there who don't follow college football and are maybe just primarily NFL fans, Jalen Hurts was the SEC Offensive Player of the Year as a true freshman at Alabama. Um, they lost to I want to say Clemson in the national title that year. The next year, Tua comes in, Hurts kind of staves it off, and then they go to two in the national championship game. Bama wins it. The next year, Jalen Hurts stays at Bama yep. and backs up Tua. Yep. Okay, And then for his senior year, he transfers for Oklahoma. At the time of his transfer, Jalen Hurts, the, the book on him was he's going to have to play safety or receiver. It ain't there at quarterback. He did one year of quarterback finishing school at Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley, and now he's one of the, he's one of the more dangerous weapons in the league. That's right. He is incredibly dangerous and has been incredibly productive and continues to get better. And the question was, you knew what he could do with his legs. What could he do with his arm? And could he do it consistently from the pocket? And right now, the answer appears to be, yeah, yes, he can. So this is a guy that has been incredibly impressive. And I thought last night, some of the throws, some of the ball placement, the one to Goddard that he didn't even come down with but was between three guys. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Smith looks so slippery and looks like he can get open whenever he wants. A.J. Brown is a monster. They've got it all there. It's an incredible – it's an evolution that you're seeing. And, and in many ways, it's kind of the questions with him, although he's very different in his style, as you and I were talking about, because of his strength in his running game that – you know, it's kind of like with Lamar. It is. It is. Yep. And they have worked with him. Sirianni has worked with him, has believed in him. They said, you know what? And here's the thing that Lamar would have a legit gripe about. They said, okay, we're going to draft you Devontae Smith early. Mm-hmm. We're going to then trade the very next year for A.J. Brown. And now you've got one of the best triplets in the league. And in Baltimore, it's, all right, Hollywood Brown is actually out of here. Bateman's been good. But they didn't go and make another move so that they no. could have a trio. They have Andrew still. And they've got, uh, and they've Duvernay. got Duvernay. But I mean, in terms of big time oh, guys, yeah, yeah. Bateman and and Bateman and, and, and Bateman Andrews, is yeah. it's still not he's proven. Early. That Looks he's, good, but, but he's his early. early returns are good. He's got a touchdown of more than fifty yards, I think, in both games. Yep. Um, so it's it's interesting. They feel to me like the best team in the NFC. They do to me too. It, you do get a little bit of the feel of, and I I don't know how you feel about it. To me, he doesn't have the ceiling Lamar does with neither arm talent nor legs like he's he's like yeah yeah to me he feels like 85 percent of lamar here's what i would say in terms of the ceiling i think he is a more natural thrower of the football i think his throwing the intermediate stuff looks lamar's ability to hit a deep ball though like he still has the stronger arm jalen doesn't have the arm it's more of a loft when he when he throws deep down the field you saw that yesterday a couple times um they feel a little bit like that ravens team with Lamar that won the MVP, like because they're a week to week night matchup nightmare, oh, yeah. trying to deal with them. Now, th- this will only all be answered in the postseason. What other thing to remember about them? They were all in. You remember Charles Robinson among others. They were all in as all in could be on Deshaun Watson. 
Okay. They wanted, they were all in. And when that didn't happen, they pivoted and sorted it out. And that's professional football. They, they said, this is what we are. Okay. We're, we're not getting to Sean. Let's go. Let's put this guy in the best position to succeed. They are one of the best run organizations. Yeah, with Howie Roseman and AB came under that. I mean, how AB said that year there yeah, was so clean, transformative for him. I mean, to go from a team that was drafting second overall and taking Carson Wentz, winning a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, flipping on the fly, quickly, like you think in their own division, the iconic franchises who have just fumbled away years. year after year, yeah, and they flip it to good quickly, yep. and they'll benefit from playing in that division. Yes, bigly. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. Um, one other thing. Were you surprised they didn't do – I was surprised they didn't do Manning cast for this. Uh, my guess is they just had too many cooks in the kitchen with everything else going on. Yeah, but with the I, two games. With the two games. Yeah. But I do think it would have been interesting to have a Manning cast where they were watching both games at once. Or they could give you the whole shebang. Yeah, it would be nice. That would have been nice. cool to see how they, would have, how they would have handled that. And interesting, we, we, we always wonder, like, you pay these play-by-play -play and color guys all this money and – I was watching with uh, my wife last night the late game, and she heard Aikman and Buck, and it didn't. She hadn't. She hadn't, doesn't pay attention to this type of stuff, and she was like, "Well, what? That, this is is this a big game?" Because she heard the voices. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it is it's just game. different it's when you football now. when you're juxtaposed between Levy and those guys, and they're great, they're fine, but it's just a different level with Buck and Aikman. It just and you know that's why they right. paid from it. That's, that's exactly why. Right. Yep. that's the value yep. of it all. Um, all right, coming up next, we will meet your picks. Well, not your, their Pittsburgh Steelers. That is coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And Bo here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors, offering high-performance products that are durable, long-lasting, cost and energy saving to transform the look and efficiency of your home. Don't go into winter with concerns about your roof with Renew Home Exteriors. Get a new roof installed at 7 to 10 days for no money down and no payments. As low as 96 bucks a month, plus receive free gutter guards with your proof of purchase with your roof purchase as well. Beautify your home with premium siding and roofing products at lower prices. With Renew Home Exteriors, visit RenewEstimate.com for more. It is a short week. It is Steelers week. Time to meet your 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers. And for the first time in a long time, they look different, buddy. First time since 2004. Yeah. Since 2004. That it will not be... Ben Roethlisberger is the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is were you just living here in two thousand four? Were was, you in town? I yeah. was here. I was still in Tallahassee, Florida. I was here. Yeah. Um, it's just wild. They were showing a graphic when I was watching the uh, Steelers Patriots that it was like the first game since nineteen ninety nine between the Steelers and oh. the Patriots that didn't have Brady or Roethlisberger. I mean, just think about that which from is a wild. from a organization standpoint from a franchise standpoint from a fan base standpoint like one quarterback for nearly 20 years yep yeah 
just incredible consistency two super bowls that they won with him but he's gone and and he here gone. comes mitch trubisky to lead the team trubisky so far in the year completing uh 59 of his passes 362 yards two touchdowns one interception and a quarterback rating of 76 he also has 16 rushing yards averaging just 5.1 yards per attempt which is not very good um by the way just doing my research on him led chicago to the playoffs twice 18 and yep. 20 21 goes in as the backup for Josh Allen. Comes the Steelers, now the starter. Was a pro bowler in 2018 for his career. 30 and 22 as a starter. Won his only start against the Browns back in 2017. A 20-3 win there. He threw for 193 yards, no touchdowns. So he's the signal caller. They try to move him around the pocket quite a bit. Get him out of the pocket. Boots, waggles. Get him on their sprint outs. They've got excellent receivers. Deontay Johnson, a pro bowler last year, over 1,000 yards. Uh, you've got George Pickens, your second-round pick this year, and Chase Claypool, although Claypool and Pickens have combined 10 catches for 70 yards so far in two games, which is Did you hear Pickens' insane. comment today? Did you read it? No, what did he say? So they were asking him, you know, do you, how, do you, you gonna get, how can you get going? He goes, and he says, man, when I was at Georgia, I just tell the receiver coaches, throw me a hitch. we got all different coaches here. So, like, some of that underlying stuff with him, that remember the draft process? Well, Attitude, injury, the reason that he wasn't a yeah, first-rounder. Correct. All the talent is there, and I'm sure he's frustrated. He's got two catches in two games after having a very nice preseason. Claypool, eight catches for 44 yards. I go back to that. Is ridiculous. Uh, strange. Pat Fryermuth, so the two passing touchdowns, one to Fryermuth last week, one to mm -hmm. Najee Harris in week one. So the receivers do not have touch, a single receiving touchdown yet this year. Fryermuth second on the team, nine catches, 97 yards, and the score which came against New England. So – Najee Harris, he's the running back. It's been a dreadful start to his season. 25 rushes, 72 yards. Uh, that's 2.9 a carry. He does have seven catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown, which came in week number one against the Bengals. So if you think about it, last year in 16, 17 games, almost 1,700 total yards, 10 touchdowns, led the NFL in snaps played and in touches at 381. Um, this year, he's down, obviously, 32 touches so far in two games, 100 total yards, basically, or 115 total yards in two games. He's struggling. They're getting no push up front. He's None. got nowhere to go. Jalen Warren, believe it or not, is their backup running back and undrafted free agent out of Oklahoma State. Won the job in camp. He's got seven carries, 22 yards, 3.1. Mike Tomlin likes says he's not intimidated, but... He hasn't been able to get it going on the ground either. Benny Snell, who was a fourth-round pick in 19, has been on special teams. And then Anthony McFarland, who a lot of Ohio State fans My, would Maryland certainly kid. remember from Maryland, has been inactive so far. Um, so it's that's kind of a surprise. It's interesting with them when they – I mean, I think the idea – and Najee's been great. You wouldn't know it by looking at the stats because it's not – it's brutal. And it was like this last year. He wasn't totally. a four-year He was an accumulator. Yeah, nope, it was. He wasn't, yeah, so he wasn't that last year either. It's such a strange thing because – based on the what they are up front and their inability to push it, you're basically just throwing him into eight, nine-man fronts consistently. Yep. And he, it's not – like, that happens to us the last few years, but at least we have the best offensive line or football or one of the best, so at least Nick and Kareem have places to go. Yep. There's nowhere for him to go. No, it's been tough. And so that's why you look at their offensive stats, and they're not good. Uh, 26th rushing offense, 28th passing offense, 30th overall offense, 18.5 points per game tied for 20th. Um, so they are averaging 14 and a half first downs a game. That's 31st in the NFL. Their time of possession is 24 minutes, 24 minutes. That is 30th in the NFL. Um, they just haven't been good. Bottom line, they haven't been good on offense. But why are they one and one? 
Well, it's their defense. Defense did a great job. Four takeaways. What Joe Burrow threw four picks in week one. Um, he had five. They had five turnovers. Five turnovers in he week one. and four picks. Yeah, yep, Burrow did. So they were they're good there. When you look at them as a defense, of course, T.J. Watt is there. Miles Garrett last year led the NFL in sacks at twenty two and a half. First team All Pro three straight years. Pro Bowler four straight years. He's led the NFL in sacks in back to back seasons, but he's out. So who do they have? Here are the guys you know. Cam Hayward, Pro Bowl again last year. Tyson Alalu with a big man in the middle. Then they've got Larry Ogunjobi playing the our other guy. defensive tackle position. Our guy, or our defensive end in the 3-4. In the outside linebacking core, it's Alex Highsmith. He's got the three sacks. That currently leads the team. All of them came in week one while T.J. Watt was still there. All of them came in week one against the Bengals. Hayward's got a sack already on the year, and then they've had a couple blitzing. Robert Spillane's got a sack. Uh, one of their corners, Arthur Mullet, has a sack. And so the pass rush up front hasn't been what they've wanted. Week two, week one, it certainly was. They were able to just get after Joe Burrow, harass him, and all those interceptions, as you mentioned. Some new faces. Miles Jack joins the linebacking core with Devin Bush. Uh, they've got some new guys in the, in the secondary. But the guy who's been the stud, and they already have five interceptions this year. They've got Five interceptions. Cam Sutton's got one. Akella Witherspoon's got one. Minka's got two. And T.J. Watt had one in that game before he got hurt. So it's still a very good defense. They've already got seven sacks on the year. They're giving up 18.5 a game, which is 12th in the NFL. Uh, their rush defense, though, has not been great. 22nd. Pass defense, 27th. Total yards, 404 a game, 24th. So the turnovers, the takeaways, mm -hmm. have helped them be better than they actually are on paper. They have interceptions, the five interceptions they have this year. Uh, they've got two fumble recoveries, or two, one fumble recovery as well, so six takeaways. They're plus four in the differential. That's second. Um, they haven't even been a good third. They haven't been a great third down defense either. Uh, they're 27th in that. It's very interesting. Giving up 25 first downs a game, that's 29th. So their stats belie what's actually happened, and it's been because of the takeaways and the turnovers that they've been able to generate, those negative plays. And that's something that we have been able to avoid on offense so far. I mean, the SC interception comes at the very end of that game. But I think if we can continue to be clean there, we're going to be in a very good spot. Again, we're the better team. Can we get it done? We need to execute. If we do, we should beat them. This is not a good football team. This is a very bad offense mm -hmm. with some talent, though, but a yeah, very bad offense. It's a, it's a strangely constructed team. In that the focus that they have put on the perimeter at receiver, um, the drafting of Najee Harris, and not putting an emphasis on getting the line of the line of scrimmage right, um, and typically Pittsburgh has been great, you know, historically the last twenty years, maybe not the last couple, it's been a while, right? But the last fifth, previous fifteen years, most of Ben's tenure, they've been really good up front with Pouncey was up there, and yep. so they they always had the Castro, sure, they've always had dudes up front and they kind of abandon that yep. in the makeup of this team, which is a little bit different. They feel to me a little bit like a team in a way kind of stuck in the middle. Yes. They, even with a, even with Tannehill or whoever, they don't feel like they're all the way ready to go and contend with Buffalo and Kansas city and the, that level of talent because of the, some of the holes on the offensive line. If you had TJ Watt, you could say yes. The offensive line's been pretty good pass blocking yeah. so far this year. But if you had somebody who could unlock that trio of receivers, and yeah. prior, like there's a lot in terms of the skill position. You take if you just dropped that skill group yeah. into 
Buffalo swap them out with Buffalo. Oh, for they sure. would it would still yes. be yeah. elite. Buffalo has everything else though too. Yes, no, but that's they got, they, that, they do yeah. have that. They have that, and which also makes the track the drafting to me of Pickett odd because he is a limited player in terms of high upside, big arm, all of the things that are kind of required a little bit to do it here. Um, Mitch Trubisky, you would you have guessed that that first year he made the playoffs with Chicago, they were twelve and four. I remember that, but it, yeah, they it's were hard one to and done in the postseason. Yeah. They're twelve and four. Yep. Um, they didn't have it. It's not a team that had any sort of notable players on it from an offensive standpoint. Allen, Allen Robinson. Robinson was there, but he was like seven hundred yards. Yeah. Uh, on the season, they had Tariq Cohen was had him doing kind of some double stuff, like he was coming yeah. out of the backfield catching stuff. Jordan sure. Howard was the running back. It was just their defense. Khalil Mack oh, yeah, came in, nasty. and he Roquan Smith was a rookie. Yeah. They were just ridiculous on the defensive side of the ball, but they were one and done in the postseason. He was a 66% passer, 24 touchdowns, 12 picks that first year in Chicago. It was with what, uh, Nagy? Matt Nagy. He won yeah. NFL Coach of the Year. That year. And was gone. And was gone quickly. So it was Very a lot of fool's quick. gold. Yeah. Mitch is a, a mentor legend, yeah. uh, one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the state. He also can't help but be, and this is of no fault of his own, there is a Sam Bowie-ness to him in that he was the first quarterback drafted in a draft that had Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Um, it was also a draft that contained some of the most ridiculous talent ever in that Miles starts the draft in the first round, T.J. Watts at the end of the draft in the first round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So all of – and all of points in between. Marshawn Lattimore's in that draft. It's a crazy, ridiculous, draft. talented draft. Mike Williams, I think, went seven. There's so many head scratchers in it, too. Um, but it is, I think when you look back on it, you'll think that first round probably can hold up with about any Yeah, in 2017. Certainly can get after the quarterback than any first round maybe ever. <laughs> I mean, a draft that has Miles, TJ, Deshaun, and Mahomes all yeah. in the first round, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, this, is a, this is a monster. It's a monster for us. It's a monster for them. Two teams at one and one. Um, if you think about where, you know, the trajectory of the division and, and the straightest line to the postseason is going to be the division, we talk about three and one. This is the most important game we're going to play in the first four games. It's, it's a divisional opponent. It's at home. Uh, this division has, quite frankly, fallen on its, on its face the first two weeks of the season. Um, so it's about surviving and advancing and stacking wins, especially when you play them. Yeah, this is, this is a big one. This is a big one to get done. By the way, just looking at that draft again real quickly. You would Go have, through it. So you'd it's crazy. Have, I'm just going to pick cherry pick guys that have been very good at one point or another. Garrett, uh, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Jamal Adams, yep. Mike Williams, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah, McCaffrey. Mahomes, Lattimore, Watson, Hassan Reddick, who's been very productive in the mm -hmm. league. Marlon Humphrey would yep. have been another corner. Jonathan Allen's been great for Washington. Um, O.J. Howard. Went a little bit later on. He was 19th overall. You got some good linemen mixed in there. Uh, Evan Ingram still mixed in there. Tredavious White. So your three corners, your top three pass rushers from this draft would be Miles, TJ Watt, and Hassan Reddick. And you'd have a cornerback room of Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey, and Tredavious White just from the first round of this draft. It's like an all-pro team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's only first round to your point. And by yeah. the way, you have the Michael Jordan of the NFL and Patrick Mahomes in this draft. And Deshaun Watson. Right. And then in the second round... Second round, Buda Baker, who's been great. Marcus May has been very, very good. Dalvin Cook in the second round. Joe Mixon in the second round of this draft Jeez, as well. That's an embarrassment. 
It's one of the great drafts of. Yeah, it's a. It's got to be. Draft. It's got to stand with any. Yeah. In recent memory, draft. in terms of that many All Pro type players. Cooper Cup in the third round <laughs> of this draft. Kareem Hunt in the third round of this draft. Alvin Kamara in the third round of this draft. Jeez. It might be the best draft of the last decade. I don't know how it could not be. It's pretty stout. I mean, I know Kenny Galladay has like fallen off the face of the earth, but yeah. for a while he was pretty good. He was in the third round. Rasul Douglas, the corner, third round. Trey Hendrickson, third round. James Conner, third round. Yes. Eddie Jackson, the safety, who's been an all-pro, fourth round. Carl Lawson, fourth round in this draft. Jamal Williams, Josh Jobs, fifth round. Fifth round, George Kittle. <laughs> Desmond King, who's been a, a good player in the league. Anthony Walker Jr., our own. Matt Milano of the Bills, who had the pick six uh, and has been very, very productive. Fifth round in this one. Aaron Jones, the running back of Green Bay. Fifth round of this draft. Sixth round, Xavier Woods, who's been a, a, a quality player. Um, and then seventh round, Noah Brown, your Ohio State. Elijah Lee, who had been with us. Isaac Rochelle currently with us. Zane Gonzalez. Chris Carson, the running back of oh, yeah. Seahawks, Seattle. seventh round. I think you could put Pretty it up solid. with any draft. I mean, yeah. it, to have that many transformational players. Buyer selling home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services, always a winning strategy. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered at Howard Hanna. Every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash browns for more. Jacoby Brissett at the top of the hour. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, there's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. Official today, the Hoff is on the ballot. Let's go. He's on the ballot. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, There's of course a, he is. Well, no, I know. But, I mean, like, even just seeing that, I would think. Of course. I mean, we great. know it's done, but he's yes. officially on it. Yeah. Um, is it – do you guys know – so who was the last Cleveland Brown to go in the Hall of Fame? Do you know that, Gibby? I believe it was the Wizard of Oz, Ozzie Newsom, wow. in 1999 when the Browns came back. Okay. So, 99, that's a long stretch. Double-checking that. Now. Yeah. But I believe that's – Got to be one of the longer stretches – in the league? Yeah. Yeah. To not have a guy go into the hall. Um, who presents? Is that someone who is an elector, or can he pick anybody to present picks, his case? I think he picks whoever he wants to. You mean present to the – To the committee. To the committee? Oh, I don't know. I think one of the – Because Tony's, Tony's on it. He's yeah. an elector. I think they have to present. I think somebody in the committee presents. And, and there's a, He can have somebody else. Anyone he wants, induct him. Induct him. He yes. can – whatever he needs sure. to do, whatever he wants to on that. But in terms of the – Here's who Joe Thomas is. Here's why he's a Hall of Famer. My hunch is that would go to Tony because he's an elector. I, there, there was – I've got a couple others too, so I was wrong. Who? Who else? Who do we miss? Um, some old people. Oh, old Veterans people. Committee guys. Max Speedy. Yeah. Veterans part Committee. part of that uh, centennial class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe DeLamalore, although – He was Veteran Committee too. Yeah. I, f- I don't know if he was went in as a Brown. Well, but is yeah, he, yeah, um, and then uh, one other one I missed, and shame on me, my grandfather would be angry. Gene Hickerson in two thousand seven. 
that which one I, can't I thought confirm. Hickerson went in before. But it, you're talking about the guy most recently to play for the Cleveland Browns to go in the Hall of Fame is Ozzie Newsom. Correct, in 1999. Yeah. 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 Um, so my guess is that, that Tony Grossi will be making his case to the committee because they have a guy representing every market and then a bunch of national guys Correct. do it. Um, I think the guy's name is Bob Kravitz. Is he the guy from Indy? Yes. Okay, so he has – He used to work for the Plain Dealer here. Really? A long time ago. Wrote for the Indy newspaper forever, and then he worked in TV. I don't know. I'm not sure where he works now, but I know he's on that too. Um, he is most famous for the most famous spiel or pitch to the committee about getting a guy into the Hall of Fame. And he made the pitch for Peyton Manning, and he stood up and said, it's Peyton Manning, and he sat down. And that was the end of it. Fair, by the way. Good mic drop. It's pretty good. Seems good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I would think you could do that with the Hoff pretty close. Yeah, it's Joe Thomas. It's Joe Thomas. You know what yeah. this man stands for. What That's enough. About. That's, That's enough. enough. Move yeah. it along. Um, so we'll see. But uh, congratulations to the Hoff, uh, the first of I – mean, what a great – so you had the great weekend. That's the other thing that sucked about the loss because it was so perfect up until the last two minutes. Uh, great weekend for Hoff going into the Legends. Now officially on the ballot, he'll be the semifinalist is sometime in like November, and then the finalists in January, and then it'll be announced at the Super Bowl. Yep, who's in the Hall of Fame class, um, and then next year in August in Canton, he will go in and get that gold jacket, a brown jacket this year, gold jacket next. Good that's job. Right. That's that's pretty remarkable. Um, Jacoby Brissett, our quarterback, who is sensational in the game on Sunday, was at the podium from earlier today. Let's have a listen. Uh, excited for this next opportunity. Uh, we got a, another one coming up. Uh, what is it? Two days from now, and, and uh, so excited about that opportunity, and, and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, I know it, it goes back a lot of years. Uh, always a tough opponent, uh, year in and year out. Uh, good team, good coaches. Uh, you know, the tradition is rich, uh, and, and uh. I mean, a divisional game on, on Thursday Night Football, if that don't wake you up, then something's wrong with you. How's the ankle? Oh, I'm fine. Do you think that you guys have done a good job setting aside such an emotional Yeah, I think Kevin kind of set that precedent uh, in the locker room. He was like, hey, man, we, 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 as much as we have, what, the – an excuse to, to let it lag, we, we, we can't. Uh, and uh, I think the guys have accepted that challenge. And, and uh, you know, we've come out focused in, in these walkthroughs and energy. And, and, um, and uh, so looking forward to Thursday. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Hey, Jacoby, that, that last minute 55 or whatever has been dissected like a biology project. We're all trying to figure out what you guys should have done, what you shouldn't have done. What do you think going forward you guys should or shouldn't do in that situation? Uh, yeah, a lot of things transpired. Yeah. I don't know. Every situation is different, you know. Uh, and, I mean, honestly, I, I haven't dissected that as many times as you guys probably have uh, because it is a short week and we have to move on. And, and I think that's been the mindset. So um, maybe in a couple of weeks I'll go back and look at that and hear what y'all had to say. You mentioned what Kevin was saying to the team or the, the, what he's established. And what's your message after such a, an emotional loss coming with an emotional game coming up? Uh, we, we have no time for any focus on anything else but the Steelers. And uh, I think the, the players understand that. I think the coaches understand it. Uh, 
I think that was the, the, the standard when we walked into this building on Monday uh, that we were on to the Steelers and, um, and looking forward to it. Do you think you guys found uh, a little bit of an offensive rhythm in that game on Sunday? Just from, from, from you and the, and the chemistry, not only with Amari, but just in general, it's, it seemed like it was a real well-balanced attack. Yeah, I thought, I thought we did a lot of good things well. Uh, and and uh, moving forward towards what we want this offense to look like, uh, each week is totally different. Uh, and we only got to score one more point than another team. And uh, that's, that's just the mindset. And however that comes, we're, we're, up, we're up for the challenge. And, and uh, so this week proposes another uh, challenge. So looking forward to it. Were there any other options on that last pass other than the field to Cooper? Was it what? Other options for you to throw the ball from that last pass? Oh, yeah, it was other guys running routes. Because last week, it was get me to the 40, and that pass was to the 35. I mean, is there anything underneath that you couldn't have done? Uh, I don't mean, I was trying to make a, make a play. What was it about the way you and Amari clicked that you can carry forward? Uh, I mean, it's Amari. Um, and no, it was just one of those days for him. Uh, did a, did a really good job of understanding the plan. Uh, I thought we as a collective group understood the plan. It wasn't just Amari, I mean, obviously Amari getting himself open, but players running routes to help get him open. Uh, and, you know, just capitalizing on the opportunities that we got. And um, so, like I said, looking forward to, to creating more opportunities in the, in the future, obviously uh, coming up Thursday and, and uh, just seeing how the thing unfolds. How different does kind of start with Minka there in the middle of that defense? Uh, definitely, I mean, definitely Minka in, in, in 97, Hayward and, and those guys, um, I mean, and, and, and 56 is, 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 is really good player. I mean, I think they got a really good defense. Um, obviously, you got to know where 39 is when you break the huddle and be aware of him. He's, I mean, as good as advertised, what you see on film, and, and uh, it's going to be a challenge, uh, that's for sure. And uh, it's going to take a 60-minute football game, focus, and, and uh, attention to detail and the things that we're going through in our game plan. Um, to to uh, to make the right decisions. Jacoby, if you watch that uh, the New England game, I'm sure. How are they different the, the Patriots without T.J. Watt? Uh, I mean, they they still look good to me, uh, and and I think New England still did things to try to help mitigate uh, as much as possible. But they still got good players, uh, and and. Uh, Obviously, I know they wish they had TJ out there, but uh, I'm sure those guys on that other side of the ball are are happy that they get to go out there and, and play football and, and play in the National Football League and, and make plays and make a name for themselves. And uh, watching that film, you can see that. You were in, you were in with the ball like five or six times against the Jets. Does that just happen, or do you want that threat to be there for the other? Uh, no, we didn't call any quarterback runs. So. Uh, <laughs> So if the Steelers are listening, no, no, we didn't call any quarterback runs. Uh, it was just in any game. Uh, no, nah, it's just flow of the game, uh, just things that happen. Did you feel quicker? Like it, on the press box, it looked like you moved better Thank week you. two than you did week one. Like, did it feel like that? Uh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm slow, so it doesn't really matter. How do you assess uh, through two games the downfield passing attack? Do you feel like there's an opportunity for you guys to attack down the field, especially off of play action moving forward through the season? Uh, every game is so different, um, and, and, you know, so it's kind of 
I mean, whatever, whatever comes, comes. Uh, and uh, like I said, we just got to score one more point than other team. So if we got to run 50 times or throw 50 times, whatever, whatever it is, we just got to do it. You mentioned they, got, they do have a lot of other good players, but I mean, Watt is a unique person in this league. It, it does make things a little more manageable for you, doesn't it? Uh, it's the NFL. Nothing's manageable. All this stuff is hard. Uh, like I said, I'm sure he wants to be out there. They want him out there, but listen, this league is hard, and, and they have good players, good coaches, uh, good scheme, and I'm sure they're gonna have things that uh, we haven't prepared for. So we just gotta fundamentals and technique, and, and trusting our rules, and, and uh, playing good football. Jacoby, I know after week one, ABP kind of said he felt like the downfield looks were there and maybe you guys just didn't connect on them. This game, did you feel like you, you connected on more of those kind of looks and get gotten in, in a groove with those, I guess? Um, I, I guess. I mean, what, what did ABP say this week? I don't know what he said yeah, this week. Know. All right, good, because I don't know either. Uh, I think it's just flow of the game. Uh, it's kind of hard to just – I honestly haven't even watched the game, so I can't really, like, go back and assess it. So – uh, just it was just the flow of the game. I thought we were in a good rhythm and um, just flowed from there. On a short week like this, will you go back and, and have time to rewatch the game? Or Not this week. Yeah. 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 Did you come out in that game with a, a special resolve or, or, or renewed vigor after you know things didn't go the way you necessarily wanted them to go in your first week? I mean, did you come out saying you were going to go gangbusters because you were like what, 12 or 13? No. Not well. Week one, we won, so that's all that really mattered. Um, but uh, no, it, it was just just going back and doing the, the, the basis of football and throwing it to the open guys, uh, understanding the plan, uh, and just doing that. You talk about how you're, you're so emotional after that in that first game. Was that were you calmer, if that's the right word? Uh, uh, it's in the second one here? Uh, definitely. I definitely think. Uh, I was more uh, of myself uh, in the the second game. Uh, so, yeah. Jeff, were we on the last offensive play where you guys scored the touchdown? Sorry, before the, before the last drive. Was it in your mind to tell Nick, hey, let's, you know, are we going to go down? Were you told by the coach, hey, are we going to, you know, before he scored that touchdown, what was your kind of mindset there? Playing football, really. All right, there's your quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, at the podium. I was unaware of this, uh, the the altercation on the sideline that we have just released a statement about. Uh, I know you were as well. Tom Pelissero apparently um, captured it. I didn't know Tom was at our game, but he, he, he was. obviously was. And so he captured the video um, on the touchdown pass to um, Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> Unfortunately. Sadly. Um, I've said his name a lot in yep. the last few years. Uh on the touchdown pass to him, once that happens, our owner Jimmy Haslam is walking off the field, and a bottle is thrown from the stands. Yep. Um, and, and hits him. And hits him in the arm. Yeah, kind of, and then Greg comes across. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't hurt anything about this. Didn't know anything of it. Uh, Pelissaro put the video out about 23, 24 minutes ago. Uh, the Browns have re- released a statement saying, "Quote: uh, Fan, player, and staff safety is the top priority in our building, and behavior that puts others in danger will not be tolerated." Luckily, no one was harmed in this incident, and as a standard practice, we've cooperated with law enforcement authorities, and security video footage of the object being thrown is in the appropriate hands. We'll have no further comment on this matter. So, it's not okay. No. Not acceptable. Not by a damn stretch. Boo all you want. I know people are upset. It, but yeah, yeah, boo all you want, but that's, that's – That ain't it. No, not good, and, and that person will face punishment. Yep. 
All right, we will go one thought on a Tuesday every oh, game. Baby, Good grief. Segment. This yeah. is pure joy. It's coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk Serious Lawyer, Serious Injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case reveal. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Hello, Gibby. Gentlemen, happy Tuesday. And to you. It's Tuesday. Kind of feels like it might be. I don't even know if you're on. Are you on? You're not. Hit it again. Now you got it. Now you got it. There you go. We need these lights. No, I just remember my first call. We'll net. We'll net. Half the time, by the way, I, when we click it and it's on, when we're back, you still haven't put us up, so nobody knows if it's well, on or not. The problem is you talk. And then you click it again. Past and you click the it point again. Where I'm like, hey, we're coming back, which should be a signal to be quiet. Give until it. You're ready. The biggest problem with your current line is that you are undone by the lighting even more than him. I, I'm not saying the lighting the only, is not an issue. The only person in this operation who is a Hall of Famer when it comes to the on-off button, is me. And I am aided by the fact that I say we're ready. And you also haven't been without – there have been times that it's happened to you. It has. I'm not – no, no, I'm not batting a 1,000. There's some demerits. I'm, I'm, high I'm Ted Williams. Yes, very but, high percentage. But, but still, yeah. Stan the man, Musial. That's right. It's, it's a 424 season. Yeah, that's but right. Yeah. All right. What do we got here? We got a whole, we got a whole weekend. One – thought from week two in the national football league we've already talked about monday we've already talked about a little thursday but let's recap sunday's foosball games in case you missed it first and foremost sunday night football relax kids aaron Rodgers, all is well packers 27 and the bears come back to life and we remember that the bears who they are who we who we thought they were going to be 10 for the chicago bears bishop since the Bears are your they were the team of my youth, yeah. Um, I'll do. I'll stick to the rules here. One thought. My one thought is, if Green Bay can consistently run the ball with Jones and Dylan, that's a little different operation than what we're used to to them. And I still feel pretty good about them being my pick in the NFC. My th- that's a little different. My thought is, they give up three ones to get Justin Fields. They've given him no talent whatsoever. None. And he threw 11 passes mm-hmm. in a National Football League game. Yep. You can't win throwing 11 passes. I mean, it's absurd. Nope. That's just, it's it's outrageous. Cole Komet doesn't have a catch. He does not have a catch on the season. By the way, Guru, what you're killing me. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody foresaw <laughs> that they wouldn't throw the ball. Darnell Which Mooney has like it. 20 yards on the season. No, I know. Yeah, he had 1,000 last year. I had them both. Komet had 660 last year. It's crazy. It's crazy. By the way, in the preseason, they were both catching the ball. It's nuts. I don't understand. It's it. insane. Yeah. All right. Well, the 49ers, uh, their coach and GM off the hot seat for at least this week. The 49ers down the Seahawks, 27-7. Seattle comes back to earth. 49ers impressive after Trey Lance goes down. Zagura, the team of your youth. What say you? Nerd. They should have been playing Jimmy G the whole time. I've been saying it. And he has been saying it. <laughs> How about Jimmy Garoppolo, though? Yeah, you're allowed. You're at the facility, but you're like off on some other field. You're not allowed in the meetings. He you're was not- literally, if they were in meetings, he was out. If they were on the field, he was in. So you are not preparing, Grata, but Grata for the season. 
at all. Right. right, you weren't welcome. No, none of it. And then you come out and start eight of eleven for 186 yards and a touchdown on your surgically repaired shoulder, like that's stones. That's leadership. There's something about Jimmy G. Is he a perfect quarterback? No, no. But is he better right now than Trey Lance? Absolutely. And uh, Jimmy G, what a performance! What a win! And by the way, how bad must the Broncos be that they lost the Seattle team? Very bad. We'll get to them in a second. I would say this about San Francisco. Half of the half of my one thought is they can win the NFC now, and they couldn't before. Yep. I really believe that. The other half of it is I do wonder what happens with Lance. What happens a year from now? Because this is a guy who played one collegiate season and then one game, sat out an entire year, and from the early reading that I've done on this, this is a kind of a catastrophic type of injury. Yep. This isn't your run-of-the-mill injury. So it's a there's a lot of damage here. Do they go into next season all in on him, or do they restructure Jimmy and take more time for him to get back to 100% and healthy? Take and time. now all of a sudden you're three you and four it. years. But now you're like, into the thing. You trade three first-round picks for the guy. I understand. Like, yeah. And I didn't like that when they did it. No. I would rather them just take Justin Fields. Everybody would be in a better spot. Yeah. Um, but what the Lance part of this is also pretty interesting. I don't know. Definitely something to watch here. All right. Los Angeles, the Rams get their first win of the season. Good win over Atlanta, 31-27. Falcons have come up short against the Saints. They lost a lead late and a tough outing against the Rams. Falcons might be better than people think, but they're still 0-2. Bishop. Thought. Well, they're, the, the Falcons are a really good backdoor cover team because they can throw it. This is what they did in this game. They were down big. They came back. They can throw it. Mariota's proven to be just fine Yep, handling the offense. Sure. Um, they're not a team of consequence in any way. No. The bigger thought here is that something isn't quite right with the Rams. Not quite. Stafford, two interceptions again. Cooper Cup fumbles. They had a block punt return for a touchdown. They are sloppy, and they do not look like a team no. that is going back to the Super Bowl. All right, we move on, and we go to Big D. Dallas taking on Cincinnati. Cowboys 20. Bengals 17, winning on the arm of a backup quarterback and a whole bunch of other garbage as the Cowboys get their first win of the year and keep the Bengals winless. Zagura, one thought from you. Bengals made a big investment in their offensive line. They've given up 13 sacks in two games. It yeah. has not been up to snuff. It has cost them two games. That and turnovers. Also, the offensive line has a three false starts last week. They have been dreadful they are 0-2 they have 37 points and it, their offensive line is a problem and they can't run it either it takes time to gel <clears throat> I get all of that but you hope to be able to be gelling while you're still winning and they should be 2-0 and and they're 0-2 this is another team that I think that the not playing in the preseason hurt them Burrow was out the first two weeks with the yep. appendicitis he didn't do anything in the preseason of note um, and I, I think that they're just really rusty coming out of it. They're not hitting the deep ball at all, um, and they're not running it with Mixon. So they are not equal to the sum of their parts in any way. And I'll, I'll take you back even one further. Remember, they canceled their whole offseason program. They did. Except yes. for mandatory minicamp, which wasn't really anything – no, other it's true. It's a good meeting. point. Give a good memory drop out of you that yeah. they did cancel the entire offseason. The the other thing that's interesting is their defense, all it, in two instances, just get aced. Like Burrow finally gives them a drive. They get it to Higgins. They tie the game up, and then they allow 
the Cowboys come right down and, and score on them. They're 0-2. 0-2. I said this Monday, only Super Bowl team playing in the Super Bowl to lose, go to 0-2, losing on the final play the first two weeks. They play Pretty the crazy. Jets this week, though, so they'll, they'll bounce back. Up next, speaking of ugly games, the Broncos 16, the Houston Texans 9. Texans are playing teams tough, uh, just not able to, to come away with this one, despite Nathaniel Hackett doing his best oh, job God. to try to keep this the Texans in the game, Bo. Well, the one thought is this one, and this is going to be pretty staggering for people. This is uh, Bronco Country. Let's ride. This is run pass, run pass. Say run pass, run pass, guys. Make it a habit. Do it. Run pass. Our guy Russ, not cooking. Strange. This is the first two games. 43 of 73, 559, two touchdowns, one pick. He went 14 of 31 Sunday. Didn't he start off like 5 for 20 or 5 I mean, for 19? Something like that. This is a staggering failure based on the talent on this roster. Staggering. He's not good. I mean, he's not I don't know good. what happened. He, he was. What happened? Free Javante. Give him the ball. Yes. Broncos look very uninspired right now. Sutton, Judy, Javante. Very. There is no good excuse for them to be what they are. They're, they've been brutal. Awful. Up next, the Arizona Cardinals would steal a win away from the Las Vegas Raiders. 29-23 in overtime. Kyler Murray gets hit by a fan, but hey, Kyler, don't go into the stands. He didn't really go into the stands, and I, it's hard to know from what I've watched a bunch of times. Have you watched it? Yes, I see. If the guy was reaching out to try to, like, pat him and it just came across. It, it wasn't a it wasn't a, a fist. No, it, it was like, a, and it was like a hand that was coming. It looked to me like to be like, yeah, yeah you know, and it it got him in the face. Yeah, but was, don't take it personally when you're up in up in the. Agreed. You're agreed. agreed. The never go into but, players yeah. should never Just go don't into go there. In. Stay out of it. Yeah, I agree. Well, now they have seats on the field. I mean, those were seats. Those boxes are five yards back of the end zone. Still, stay out of it. He's just near it. He went. Don't, he was hugging. He was hugging. He was dapping. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Don't, don't, especially. No. no. My guess is he knew the people that he was dapping. He knew some of them, probably. And yeah. then somebody else was reaching out to be like, yeah, yeah. So, any thought on the game? Yeah. In that division, 0 and 2. <laughs> tough spot, brother, for, yeah. for Josh McDaniels and the Raiders um, because they've invested a lot. Um, this was go time. This Cardinals team was dead to rights, and you let them back in it. Uh, the Cardinals are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. That's the line from the Raiders' perspective. Most certainly is. Uh, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray's still exciting. I mean, mm -hmm. most fun two-point conversion you'll ever see. Uh, I think that Cardinals team, when they get DeAndre Hopkins back. What is that? He's out six? Six. So yeah. four more. I think that that offense is actually going to be pretty fun. I don't know if they're going to win, but you got Should Hollywood be. Brown to stretch the field. You got DeAndre, Zach Ertz. I mean, they're, they're so Rondell Moore. They got a lot Rondell, of Rondell. He hasn't played yet either. Mm -mm. Yeah, they. I think they're going to be fun. That's a big win for them. The key. Listen, it's. I don't think it's going to be that hard to get into the dance in the NFC. No. And so the Cardinals could do it, and if they do. That's going to be interesting. Interesting to watch. Five, again, we've said it. 500 could be more than enough. By the way, so Murray, they, they traced out his entire route on that. He ran 84.85 yards on the two-point conversion, the longest <laughs> distance ever traveled by a ball carrier on a two-point attempt. Well, that's what it looked like, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. It looked like that. Up next, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
go into New Orleans, get a win, get their wide receiver suspended for a game, a little brouhaha, tensions. Uh, These two teams Tampa, hate each other. Yeah, no, they do not like each other. That is for sure. Tampa Bay remains undefeated. The Saints, their first loss of the year. Zagura, one thought from you. Brady's on edge. No kidding he is. He's got stuff going on in his personal life. Yep. The football is not at the level that he wants it to be at. He's on edge. Microsoft Surface paid the price, a dear price. They don't look great. Their defense, though, was spectacular yep. in this game against the Saints. Yeah, I, I mentioned them earlier in the year why it, when we were talking about Philly as looking like the best team in the NFC, and my big circumstantial evidence was that was Tampa Bay just doesn't look right. I know they're – what are they two and zero? They're two and zero, but it doesn't feel like it. No. And the Brady press conferences are different. Uh, the th everything it's just off. There's Something's no joy. There. None, zero. It's yeah. a very strange situation in there. I don't like the mojo at all. Uh, but the, my one thought would be that this is now. I know he's, he was hurt. He's got the injury in the back. This is the Jameis experience, though. It's high peaks, low valleys, and yep. it's just he hasn't been able to change out of that. He just is what he is. He was that way at Florida State. He's that way with the Bucks. It's what he is with the Saints. It's a tough way to win. The crazy thing is, like, that situation is so ready-made. Their receiving group is ridiculous. Jarvis, Olave, Michael Thomas is back. Kamara in the back. Kamara, field. yeah. Their defense is tough. Yeah. They're everything except that They've position. They've got enough to make a playoff run. For sure. Yeah. Uh, up next, we've talked about it a lot already today, but the Patriots, 17, Squealers. 14. Bishop, one thought. Still not Which buying if, the Patriots. Don't. You shouldn't. They're not very good. If you had to pick, I was thinking about this, because these are the two, two of the teams that really dominate the previous two decades in terms of their success. Which one of these teams is closest to be heading in the right direction? I'm not saying even back. But if you had to pick one of these two teams to operate, which one did you operate? I would still operate Pittsburgh by yeah. a wide margin because yes. you have high-end superstar talent. Yep. Uh, the Patriots won, but it just feels so – feels like this is their ceiling to me, going to Pittsburgh and beating a, a, a down Pittsburgh team 17-14. I don't see any high side with them anywhere. No, I don't see any the upside. There's, there's nobody. There's nothing to get excited about. There's no marquee guy. It's just a, a collection of pros mm -hmm. that are able to beat a beleaguered Steelers team. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, not, not, not good. Next up, maybe maybe the most. I didn't get to give my t one thing. Oh yeah, go ahead. Okay, thank go you. Ahead. We're waiting. Pittsburgh without T.J. Watt, zero sacks in this game. Yeah, I felt like even just watching this, the New England Patriots with Harrison Stevenson, which fine, they're fine. That's no Chubb and Hunt. That mm -hmm. offensive line's not ours. Ran it right down their throats. Yeah. They had seven sacks in week one and dominated the Cincy offensive line with T.J. Watt. Week two, zero sacks, and they got run on pretty significantly. All right, next up, if, if Nathan's good. You good? You good, Nathaniel? He's good. I'm ignoring you. All right, Nate, just making sure. Nate. Uh, up next. Nathaniel and a Nate. <laughs> and one Maybe line, the surprise maybe. of the day on Sunday. Was uh, it? We Was Jacksonville. it? Jacksonville. Not by us. We nailed Indianapolis, it. Indianapolis, 24-0. Jags with the first win of the year. Colts still looking for win number one. Zagura, one thought from you. It's a shame that Trevor Lawrence had to deal with a year of Urban Meyer because you can already see with Doug Peterson in yeah. two games what a difference a year makes for him. He is going to be what we thought he was going to be. And then the other one is, is Matt Ryan cooked? 
Looks like it. And they didn't have any receivers, to be fair. No. But it didn't look great. Now, the other thing that it stri- you, you nailed, the I think, the big takeaway was Lawrence and a wasted year and what a shame that was. But also just how stupid the Travis Etienne pick was. They didn't need him anyway. James Robinson is primary running back there. He's a stud. He's already been flipped back. He wasn't like he was transformational in the game this this weekend. 23 no. carries, 64. Yeah, but 37 on one. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But they, they really struggled running it. But, like, with the Etienne pick – that pick was a scramble pick. They wanted Kadarius Tony. He wasn't there. Urban admitted it, so he just panicked. And I think just picked a guy that he knew from college football that didn't even—they didn't need it. By the way, I feel like so, they could trade for Kadarius Tony right now. He's not even like they could have no. But so they even misidentified that. But like that is—you know—when you look at this Jaguar team, you just think if they could have had it, if they don't hire Urban at that time, and just hire Doug Peterson at that time, how much further along they would be. Oh. And I still think they might win the South. Agreed. Same. You know, we talk about Matt Ryan being close to the glue factory. I mean, if Russell Wilson keeps putting up things Dude, like they, he's doing. He just signed a quarter billion dollar deal. I know. Can you believe that? That's what I mean. I don't know. A lot Hackett's incompetent, though. Yes. Wildly. Wildly. Next up, the Ratbirds taking on the Dolphins. And it was the Ravens blowing a big lead in this one. Dolphins come back and they win forty-two to thirty-eight. Don't look now. The Dolphins undefeated. Ravens first loss of the year to come back to the pack in the AFC North. Bishop, one thought from you. Mike McDaniel's a genius. Most unassuming genius. Or he? Oh, I think he's quite assuming. I mean, he's playing into everything. He might not look like it. Did you yes. see him? The video with Kim Camper, who's a Miami legend, doing the coaches show. Kim Camper at the end of the interview goes. You still going to bring the wheelbarrow because of what uh, Tyreek Hill said after week one? And McDaniel goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, he's all in. But he's a genius from a play call standpoint. Yes. Two receivers over 10 catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. It's never happened before. He did it with Tua Tungavailoa, who is not an elite arm in any way, shape, or form. That's a good job. He's awesome. Love McDaniel. Big collapse by the Ravens. Huge. Good for us. Very Lamar's a stud. He was great. They need to get Dobbins back. Yeah, they they have no running game no. right now at all. Lamar going to get himself paid, if not by the Ravens, by somebody. They'll sort it out. They have to. He's the I whole mean, operation. You think. Yeah. Uh, up next, the Lions get their first win of the year. They beat the Commanders 36-27. to Zagura. We both liked Goff more than most people for a mm-hmm. long time. It was fun to see. He played very, very well. Yeah. I mean, there's no shame in losing to the Eagles, I think, as it turns out. That's, that was a much better loss than people realized. Uh, a nice win here for the Lions. And when they get Jamison Williams back, people like, forget this is going to be a fun offense. Amon Ross St. Brown is legit. DeAndre Swift yep. is legit. <clears throat> Hawkinson is very good. DJ Chark is not bad. And then you throw Jamison Williams into the mix. Mm-hmm. Like this team could be a lot of fun. I I think I had them either at or near the playoff line. Like I, yep. they were my pick to get in uh, from from a team who didn't or who was worst in the division last year. One of those teams makes the playoffs every the year. They were my pick for that. So yeah, I I believe in them. I think defensively, it's a little concerning when you give up the twenty seven in the second half because it really shouldn't have been as adventurous as it as sure. it ended up being for them. They were up twenty two sure. nothing at half. But for all of the reasons you said, Amron Ross State Brown. He's a dude, man. He's a stud. And they, they, they're fun. They like, I like them. And I, you see Dan Campbell post game, like with the, the, with the big, the big moment at the end. It's easy to root for them. Good for them. 
Final one here in week two of the National Football League. Giants 2-0. They beat Carolina 19-16. Bishop, one thought from you. Um, well, I mean, Baker is who we saw last year. Can I just read this? This yeah. is from the, this is, so these aren't our words. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's second outing with the Panthers looks a lot like his first. Passes batted down at the line of scrimmage, risky throws into coverage, a frantic presence in the pocket, and misconnections all afternoon. He went 14 to 29, 145. That's, you know. Yep. That's where it's at. Um. I don't know. I, I'll give Dable a lot of credit because I didn't have the Giants 2-0. and I think they played two bad teams. But you've got to beat bad teams, and he has. Yes. So you got to give credit for that. Yeah, same. Gentlemen, that is one thought for week two oh, of the baby. National Football League. Good job out of you, Gibby. JOK at the podium coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. My friends at the Bath Authority can give you that bathroom of your dreams, my friends. You can take your current bathroom, transform it into a custom bath with a spa-like feel in about a day. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you. They can do it for you more economical than any place else in town. The Bath Authority, our area's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert factory trained installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects, they're all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from out Outdated to outstanding acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in tub to shower conversions. Simply put superior products with expert installers at the bathauthority.com. And now let's head to the podium. Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. Jeremiah, how important is fixing the communication issues going to be for you guys especially Yeah, I, well, I think it's a pretty, you know, clear common sense thing to see how important uh, the communication issue uh, to clear up is. Um, you know, if not, then we'll continue to see what we, can, what we see and um, that's something that we're focusing on this week. So, on that final defensive series, protecting the boundary seems to be a bit of an issue. They kept getting a lot of short passes and scooting out of bounds to stop the clock. So, yeah. how do you fix that going forward as far as it just seems like that's something is you, you yeah. learn as a kid type thing where you want to keep keep them in play. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said before, you know, the communication issues is what we're trying to fix, um, and that's what we'll focus on. We'll focus on. Uh, you know, the Steelers, and, and that's really, um, you know, our, our official uh, focus. You know, the plays that happened, you know, in the last series, uh, we kind of put behind us. So um, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, you know, it is tough when not, you know, on your body physically, but, um, you know, mentally, I think we uh, had the capacity to do it. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, of course, you know, with a short amount of time, I think, believe we have under about 70 hours now. Um, you know, it's it's about just focusing on the details and focusing on the now and things that we can control, and that's what we have to do. So, what uh, stands out to you about this Pittsburgh uh, offense? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's an offense that's been pretty efficient, um, an offense that is, is well coached, um, is able to have about a bunch of guys, a bunch of skilled players that are good, um, have a decent line. You know, they, they're they're a good solid team, and they. Um, know their strengths and they're, they're able to use those uh, to their benefit. Jeremiah, how important is it for you guys to you know, pull together a mid-adversity and stick together and have each other's back and all 
Yeah, I mean, like, like I said before, it's pretty uh, clear how, how important those things are to, con to clear up communication, to clear up, um, you know, that, that team chemistry that we've always been talking about on, there in the offseason and to bring it into reality. And that's something that uh, we are doing and that, that we will do. So. Those were really two, like, ugly games last mm -hmm. year. Yeah, no, I, you know, we, we <laughs> it's, it's definitely an understanding of where, you know, the first time we got in the team meeting, the, the number one word was physicality, uh, especially in the, in the in the division game like this. It's very important to uh, bring your A game, bring your, you know, A, a toughness. You know, it's about, um, you know, physicality at the end of the day, whether it's special teams, uh, offense, and, and defense. So. Hey, what did you think when the fans were booing at the end of the game? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, for me, I, and I'm, a, I'm kind of like a, a tough love type of guy. So, <laughs> you know, I, I would say it was a, a righteous boo. You know, when you're in a relationship, and you, you know, you probably would want your girl, your, your girl, to tell you when you're not doing right. So, <laughs> at the same time, you know, it's, 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 it is what it is. You know, the fans are, we love the fans. The fans still love us. It's not a situation where it was too detrimental. So you understood them booing. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like a. Oh, we hate y'all, boo. Like, you know, it, it is what it is at the end of the day. So. What do you guys lose without Clowney? What do you see from young guys who stepped in? Yeah, I mean, we, we have the capability to, you know, bring in guys to fill in those roles. And that's what the NFL is. You know, the NFL is a league where a guy may go down, but, you know, somebody has to step into that role and be proficient and uh, execute their job as well. So. Trubisky's a guy that is known to turn the ball over um, in his career, but Tomlin's offense usually doesn't do that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, turnovers has always been the focus. You know, we're all about the ball, and that's something that we have to elevate at. You know, just about you know getting that ball out, getting that ball, whether it's a takeaway, what any type of takeaways. That's our that's our goal. So that, that's that's basically really our goals uh, for every game. So I don't think it's a, a different focus uh, depending on the you know the type of offense we're playing. The ball has always been the focus for us, and that's something that we're looking forward to getting uh, this Thursday. Just people in Pittsburgh talk about how Nick Lee has stretched the field much these first couple of games. Does it feel like that to you when you watch the film that their offense is kind of I mean, it's just been two games. You know, you can't necessarily judge on, you know, just the two games that you've seen. But this this past games where, you know, he, he's been on, you know, maybe another team and he's, you know, throwing the ball down. So, so it's not like too much on uh, these two games. But we do uh, find tendencies and things like that. But, you know. Is there any particular team in the division that you might despise more than others? Is Pittsburgh the team that you don't like the most? Or is Baltimore, is it Cincinnati? Yeah. What would you say? Well, I despise the most the game that's next. So, <laughs> you know, that's, what, that's really what we're focused on. Again, uh, whether it's, you know, the Jets or whatever team we're playing uh, next, that's the team that I despise the most. All right, so much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Tune in tonight, 7 o'clock, the Kevin Stefanski Show in the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Coach and Greg Newsom joins Ian Gerard tonight on the program. Congratulations, not that it wasn't expected, but to Joe Thomas, the uh -huh. Hall of Fame nominee officially. Pretty good class, him and Revis and Free yes. in the mix on that. Jerome Harrison uh, on that on that list as well, or James Harrison, rather, on that, yep. on that mix, mix as well. So it should be a really fun uh, next summer in Canton. Hard to believe. We play in two days. Yeah, it's coming at you fast. I really can feel is. that as I try to get ready for this game. It's coming at me real fast. So, 
be yeah. here before we know it, which here feels we like it could be a good thing. Yep. Continue to monitor Miles as the week goes along. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.